Hey, do you like what we do, but want to hear it in Boston? Well, the fucking Avengers, the thing with fucking Chris Evans, you know he went to school around here and shit, right? He fucking grew up around here. Dude, that fucking house in fucking Knives Out Kid that he was in, that's in fucking Weston, Massachusetts. I drove by it. My uncle, my uncle, okay, he's a fucking contractor, all right? He drives a truck. It's got ladders and shit on it, right? He has fucking pictures of Chris Evans working on that fucking movie and that that asshole Rian Johnson that made that fucking stupid Star Wars movie I hated so much. That guy right yeah he was fucking there too and oh a fucking james bond kid oh shit i fucking saw james bond and shit i had to send a picture of that to my fucking aunt she was like oh my god bring him over here i'm gonna fuck him so fucking hard and i was like auntie we're on a fucking group chat with ma i don't fucking care ma can come over here and fucking fuck him too for all i care and then we went on and on and on and everybody was fucking and now i know too much about my family kid then you should check out this week's sponsor the Chipman Brothers Tangent, talking about literally anything, be it nerd news or the lasting trauma of Catholic school. Chris and Bob Chipman have you covered. Listen to the Chipman Brothers Tangent on your favorite podcasting site today. Welcome back to what we are calling bolters. Why are we calling them bolters? Because they're rapid fire and only last about 24 to 30 minutes. I'm Lord Commander Ulrich, and with me as always is... His shield brother, Axel Wright. How's it going today, man? It's going well. Not to cover the same ground I covered in a previous recording, but I'm on vacation. I'm hanging with friend of the podcast, Wretched, who, spoilers, joining us for this conversation. And lots of Warhammer, lots of video games, lots of drinking. I'm on my second thing of, of whiskey in my hand right now, so... Please print wizards. <laughs> How are you doing? Uh, pretty good. I have beer. I have general calmness, we'll call it, given the situation of the way. I'm in a good mood. Anyways, let's jump right into our patron sound off so we can get to the main meat of the episode. Our patrons, these are wonderful people that love us so much they give us money. They are Pam Galley, Marquis, Chris Chipman, River Galley, Krug, Arthur Crane, Kevin Vape, Brendan Agnew, John Vinnels, Kit Kenny, Seth Decker, Donald Lucy, Patrick Anderson, Carson Mel, Scott Rubin, and Derek Takate. Now, if you'd like to join that illustrious legion, just head on over to patreon.com forward slash geeks with shields. 25 cents an episode keeps us on the air and gets you access to all sorts of great bonus content. As I already spoiled earlier, or maybe I didn't, you don't know, our guest here, go ahead and introduce yourself. Who are you, and how did you get in my home? You don't get to know the answers to those questions. Well, that's strange. Anyway, Wretched Giraffe. Yeah. I'm Wretched. It's nice seeing you guys again. You know, dude, I always love having you on for the conversations, because when you get right down to it, you were the first Warhammer guest we ever had. Talking about chaos back before I got into the hobby at all. You were teaching me about chaos. Remember yeah. that, Auric? Yep, back before we even had an idea to do Geeks of Grimdark. And before the, the fun story about that one, we did that one. The community yelled at us. We went, we don't want to do that anymore. Well, because I made the mistake of using the E word, and we don't use that word anymore. Yeah, you don't, you don't use expert. That's weird. Yeah, because you never claimed to be it. I called you it, and it was totally my fault, and yeah. I admit it. So, I mean, a lot of the compared stuff. to me, you were at the time, but that's not the same. Well, yeah, but like once. you get like the guy in high school with hearsay, right? Versus, yeah, agreed. And no, then, I have all these other Warhammer things we do, so we had to bring you on for them. Well, yeah, no, I love coming and talking to you guys. It's fantastic. Yeah. So speaking of Warhammer-related conversation, 
those who are listening probably already know because they clicked on it. Unless you listen to one of those podcast sites where things just roll into each other, as Ulrich pointed out to me last time I mentioned this. So, Ulrich, what are we talking about? Uh, we're going to have a fun episode. We're going to talk about things we want in Total War Warhammer 3. Lizards. <laughs> I'll say it again. Give me models, too. <laughs> they are coming. Well, lizards, according to the Scuttlebutt, Boy, we won't see coming. for a while. Yeah, <laughs> that was him, everybody. You heard it. Lizards are coming. Let's yeah. go. Not touching that. Anyway, give me my Croxagores. It's death roll time, baby. Yeah. So for anyone who doesn't know, because uh, there are Warhammer fans who are not aware of this, there is a series of games called Total War. They have tons of versions of it that are Rome or Japan or Napoleonic, whatever. Then there's Total War Warhammer which is all based in Warhammer Fantasy, not Age of Sigmar, Warhammer Fantasy original. We are currently on Total War Warhammer 3, which just came out, what, like six months ago? January? January. Okay, so like it was close, like four or five months ago. Yeah. Uh, been. yeah, and it's good. It's very good. It's very limited compared to Total War Warhammer 2, but not compared to Total War Warhammer 2 was at launch, just compared to Total War Warhammer 2 at present. So that means that there's a lot of room to grow. So they got chaos in there finally. Yes. I mean, that's how they started with chaos. I mean, they should have. So now all three of us have played it. I know for a fact, all three of us have played it. We all have opinions. that I think we're roughly similar to each yeah. other. And uh, so this is a question of like, okay, we know there's stuff coming. For example, one thing that we all know is coming just like today. I got a, a video sent to me by my buddy Nils about the beta for it is Immortal Empires, which for anyone who knows, already knows, but for those who don't know, the Total War Warhammer games are split between, there's like a campaign that's kind of, like you have a specific thing you gotta do. It's like, basically the maps are smaller. The first yeah, game is the, the first map, the second game is the second map. Immortal Empires will stitch all three maps together to make one big global spanning map so that you can play with all the toys in the same city. Yeah, but the important distinction is that the main map of a game, in all three games, has some like major goal of like, oh, close the vortex or go through the demon portal, something like that. But the Immortal Empires map is, okay, instead of any of that BS, it's just basically like playing almost like a skirmish map in like a Civ game. It's just every race, all of them on a huge map, go. Well, the way that I look at it is it, it feels like the other campaign modes are just portions of the map and what's important to those, those factions. Yep. And Immortal Empires feels like it's more important to the world as a whole. Agreed. Yeah, you okay. get to play a campaign. But anyways, going to cut us off there. That. We all know we want it, and it's happening, so we don't have to talk about that. Well, I'm going to talk about <laughs> yeah. lizards all the time. Well, yeah, but lizard. Okay. Yes, but I'm just saying that we don't... Give me my boy Nakai, all right? That's all yeah. I want. No, we're not going to talk about obvious things that we know are coming or that we, you know are 90% sure coming. Like, we're not going to talk about Chaos Doors. We're not going to talk about Immortal Empires. We're not going to talk about that stuff. We're going to talk about small features, small factions, little things that kind of like, you know, this would be fun. And right like, bat. real quick, to get one of my obvious ones out that we're not going to talk about, I'm a Skaven player. I am 95% sure I'm going to get Storm Fiends and Thankful. That's yeah. probably going to happen, so I don't need to mention it. Uh, one big thing that I want is, uh, can we please update that UI? Oh, like how it's all... Oh, just... baby, it's all red. I hate it. That's actually a pretty good one, because I hadn't thought about that in a while, but it's, yeah, the UI is very un It's unpleasant. very... It's a lot better visually, but it's very red. 
I wouldn't say it's better visually. It It's better when you're looking at a picture of it visually. But when you're interacting with it, I think because things aren't as obvious. As well, I mean, I would agree. Well, I think that's the problem, right? Is like not only are the colors kind of weird. I think that like if it changed, if they changed a few of the colors here and there, I think then it would fix that problem. It just the UI is maybe this is very asking, ugly. But I mean, maybe this is asking for too much. And I'm betting there's a setting somewhere that can touch on something I'm talking about. But uh, when I think of like, I played a game that was a 4X game for Star Trek called Birth of the Federation. And one thing that was really cool about that is there were five factions you could play in it. And each faction had a wholly unique UI. Now, I'm not saying do that for a game with over 25 playable factions, but having just a basic like color palette swap for. Every fact could be a cool, like, unique kind of thing. Well, I know? mean, I don't think that it would be too hard. I think what I would do is probably per, per faction you could do... Because they, they do break all the heroes up into... Here's your, like, four heroes that are the Empire. And here's your four heroes that are the High Elves. And here's your four heroes, right? They could, they could easily break that UI up for those four heroes being the same type of UI. Yeah, that's what I'm but saying. Yeah, that's 100% something that... I have a decent amount of front-end coding experience. That's not that hard. I mean, I do front-end coding as well, and that's so I'm like, I don't, I don't know how much work we go into it, but if every group of heroes that were like all the chaos demons, even though they're technically five different factions, could fall under this category. Yeah, they, they, just keep, be... they can keep the red thing, still tweak it a bit so it's a little more readable, but they can keep the red thing. But like Skaven should have like a green and blue probably kind of thing. And well, it... an Empire could have like a gold and blue kind of thing. You know? Right. It it's a little little change. I do think overall the UI is a lot cleaner. Don't get me wrong. But I just think that there's so much it's too samey. And I can't tell what's going on sometimes because it's all just kind of like a blob that's there, and then the actual fight going on in the background. All right, your input? I know a lot of people have issues with the UI. I know there are mods to fix the UI. That is never something that I've ever spent two seconds thinking about. Maybe that's just a nitpick for me, but... Oh, no, I feel the same way. Oh, no, it's legitimately a thing. Like, there are very popular mods to change the UI, and it's like, yeah, no, that's, like, not even on my radar of things I want. (laughs) Yeah, because for me, it's like, if I'm staring at this for... Okay, if I'm being honest and trying not to, like, hide myself, if I play a Total War Warhammer game, I'm probably going to be sitting down for three to five hours. It's usually. More on some nights, because sometimes I'll stay up till 6 a.m. <clears throat> and if I'm staring at something that long, then those kind of colors can really impact, like, how my eyes start feeling. Well, and so. we, get the, we get the whole bit of, you know, you're gonna want to move your monitor to yellow light from blue light so it protects your eyes a little bit yellow light yeah we're blue blockers now but yeah right same deal but same concept because you can set a lot of monitors to just do that for you and then yellow on red makes this giant orange screen that becomes a i'm glad that there's mods that fix that that's great i just wish that it was something that was fixed in game that i didn't have to go look for exterior sources yeah. And, yeah. And, I, and I will just piggyback on that by saying that I would like if they just took it one step further and had, like, not just color swaps, like, actual UI physical differences depending on what you were playing. For, I don't know, if you're playing Chaos, then maybe the borders of Windows look kind of, like, fleshy and spiky. Yeah, that would but be if, neat. But if you're playing Skaven, then they look like warp stone or something, like they're glowing and cracked. And if you're playing... 
uh, I don't know, the imper or the Empire, then maybe they're like steampunky with like smoke coming out the top of them. I would go so that far. Again, I know that from a coding perspective, that yeah, that might be a, projects, but yeah, that's a little bit farther than I was thinking. But we're just talking about things we want, and I would, I would love. Well, that. I mean, it's one of those things too. If they're gonna sell us blood, right? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Whoa, we're not gonna touch that one. That one's a very complicated issue. Well, we'll touch it this far. For everyone who doesn't know, there's a thing. Total Warhammer Two did it, and Warhammer Three did it, where they make the because it's a war game. There are units that are killing each other, and uh, they don't bleed. And then they sell you a upgrade pack to make people bleed properly later on. And a lot of fans are angry about it for good and bad reasons. Anyway, moving on. Yeah, no. So I'll get started. The one little thing I want, and I know there are mods for this, but I want, I feel like it should be in the game. I want musicians, banner barriers, and unit leaders. Ooh, 100%. I, yeah, sergeants, that would be awesome. Because this is something that has existed in previous Total War games. I mean, going back to Empire, they actually played the instruments and you had the music as they marched along. Well, you and know Total War Warhammer 3 has the... I was going to say, Total War Warhammer 3 has this thing where, for anyone who doesn't know, when, the, when a battle starts, because as a Total War game, it's a mixture of like an RTS and a 4X game. So it's got a 4X overmap, but RTS-style battles. And at the beginning, if you zoom in, you can hear your lord giving a speech... Yeah, I want general speeches back in full capacity, but I've kind of given up hope on that. My point being that that fits into the same kind of category I think you're talking about. And so, yeah, I think they should totally have something like what you're talking about. Well, that'd be fantastic. I mean, it's a simple mod that keeps getting introduced, but it's not always the most stable. And I don't want to run a dozen minor mods. I want to run a handful of major mods. And I just, I don't like having to mod everything. And I feel like adding banners, musicians, and unit champions would just be a small I, little touch. I think that's also one of the, the big bits here, right? Where we're talking about concepts of stuff that we want them to just put into the game naturally. Yep. And I don't mm -hmm. think that if it's something that you're like, well, you can mod it. Like, well, yeah, you can mod. I can have Homer Simpson as Scarbrand. I could probably like, have an army of Maggies. Like, you can find a mod for most things. For yeah. sure. That's not the point of the question. So... So yeah, that's one of my minor little things I want in-game that would be a huge, just nice little step up for me visually. Sure. I think that would be really fun. I honestly, I would love to see the territories have like little bits of bustling of life or anything like that. Because there's a, I feel like the overmap is kind of boring. Well, there is in certain Bots like you get like animals or dragons, and it kind of changes with the corruption. Right. And they did they did help a lot in three, where they're now you know as you get more chaos corruption in an area, it changes more towards that that particular god. And I think that's really cool. I like that. I just want to expand on that, right? Yeah, like one thing I would like is in Empire and Bretonian cities is little tiny villages kind oh, of dotting the landscape. Fantastic. Yeah. Because well, both the Empire and Bretonia are huge canvases of the map. It's like, the woods are cool, but seeing tiny little villages sprinkled in between would kind of, you know, liven it up a bit. Well, with Bretonia, it actually kind of matters even more, because Bretonia's entire economy is based on the idea of peasants, peasants and bringing in peasants from outer lands. So having that be a literal part of how their area looks. Well, and if I break that down, too, like, it, we have things where you have trade agreements and all this other stuff. I'd love to see roads. 
Oh, Rhodes would be great to see him return. Again, another thing we had in old Total Wars that I would love to see again. And granted, this is one of those things that, like, I haven't... I played, like, Total War Shogun 2 a little bit, but typically when I touch any of the Total War games, it's always just been the Warhammer. I've been playing since almost the beginning. Yeah, well, okay. It's one of those things where it's the same reason why I prefer Age of Mythology over Age of Empires. Like, I love them both, but one of them is all humans, and the other one lets me have trolls and dragons and stuff. Right. Same deal here. We're like, don't get me wrong, I'm sure that... I have heard that there are other Total War games that are as good, if not better, mechanically, but they're just different kinds of people, and I like the variety that the fantasy setting provides me. (laughs) For sure. Yeah, I'm not going to toss the grenade of my personal rankings in here because Warhammer <laughs> fans are really touchy about Total can I War. Ask a, can I ask a question? It, it, there's a thing that I was told was in Total Warhammer 3, but I couldn't figure out. I'm wondering if you guys figured it out. I was told that there would be a way to make it so that your army formation in a battle would be like somehow remembered so that you would have to set up the beginning of every battle. And I was super looking forward to that, but it, I couldn't figure out how to make it work. Is that a thing? There it uh, is. I haven't, fig- I haven't figured out how to do it, but there is a way to lock to, you know, auto have your formations for your armies. There is, yeah, there is a way to do it. Okay. Um, then I'm not going to say that one. It's just, that's one of the ones that I really, really want as a Skaven player, but I can't figure out how well, to make it work. So here's the thing on that though. It does exist. Why is this not more apparent? Yeah. Yeah. I- more obvious, I guess. Than... There's a little things like that. No, piggybacking on that, I want physical formations to make a return of where I can order my dwarf warriors into shield wall and they form a shield wall. Mm. Or I order my elven spearmen to form a pike, you know, phalanx. They form a phalanx. Or, I mean, I thought we were getting that with Cathay because they're like, in Cathay fights in formations. I'm like, oh, yeah, we're going to get actual, you know, Unit formations back, and it's like no, and they the still just yeah. The formations are just their yin and yang combination. Well, they fight together, like they actually they stay closer together and increases their thing. But like, okay, that's cool, but but that's not what we were looking for. Yeah, I want to see them. I want simple animations of base, and I get it. There are so many units, and they all have different body shapes, and it's really kind of hard to do that. I get that, but maybe sprinkle it in with every DLC. Well, one thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that kind of ties in a little bit to one thing that I have that this comes down to a balance question, actually, which is if there's one thing that I really want from Total Warhammer 3 and I don't have a solution for, this has been true since, from my understanding, Total Warhammer 2, the game is dominated, absolutely dominated by monsters and ranged units. And yeah, and especially in Total Warhammer 3, with the exception of bear riders, because bear riders are ridiculously strong, but every other cat that's and they're also monsters, so they kind of actually. Anyway, point is, cavalry is horrible. Like it's literally not functional, and infantry is barely better. So, so a lot of that is how unit responsiveness and unit mass launched. They're getting better. But range has been the bane of Total War games since at least Rome 2. And the funny thing is, I again, I'm a Skaven player. I literally play by having a shitload of guns, and I love it. And I, and I want to keep being able to do that. But sometimes I also want to play like Queek and have an army full of Storm Vermin. And now Storm Vermin are not actually that good, but the point is that already mass infantry just doesn't work. It gets murdered by monsters and ranged. <laughs> 
and I don't know how to fix it. But I mean, fixing that becomes one of those uh, more specialized infantry or elites. And that, I don't know, that could be fun, but that might not be what people are looking for. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, my army doesn't have this problem because I I play two armies in Total War. I play Skaven, and I play uh, Wood Elves. And in Skaven, I mass guns, and in Wood Elves, I mass trees. So I fall into exactly what are powerful in Total War. But I've seen enough people complain that especially cavalry is so bad. Anything that is not monstrous cavalry, like anyone on horses, just, like, doesn't work. Well, cavalry... Yeah. Yeah, especially playing a little bit of Tomb Kings, too, when you learn, like, the, the beginning of the game is just all cavalry and then swapping directly into constructs. It's really frustrating cycle charging because I feel yeah. like there should be a, a better way to do this than me having to learn, like, StarCraft macro skills. Yeah, see, so, cavalry is technically better in probably the best it's been in... Well, that's not entirely true. Path, you know, uh, cavalry pathfinding is the best it's been in any total war game ever, but cavalry is still, and again, it's a mass thing, and it's how you balance it. And no, the best solution I could come up with was you have a campaign slider that you pick how powerful your cavalry is, how powerful your infantry is, how powerful monsters will be, how powerful range will be, and you can adjust those sliders, and it will kind of put an arbitrary cap. In your campaigns, like, all right, we're going to dial down how powerful that is. But even then, I don't know exactly how you fix that, because certain armies like Wood Elves have all the punching power of wet noodles. See, my my main solution... Okay, I don't have a solution for cavalry. My first thought with infantry, though, was I thought, like, infantry... Well, actually, your formation thing, I think, would help infantry a lot, yes. specifically. And secondly, I think that infantry, in general, should have generalized bonuses based on certain critical masses of like numbers because like more so than i think more so than cavalry monsters or or range infantry should get more out of having more of them i, I also yeah think, uh, cavalry could easily be fixed in a in a situation of we have a a toggle like there's ranged and melee toggles for the hybrid units for cavalry i can toggle they charge and then continue moving through to where i click Actually, it'd be interesting if cavalry have like three modes. Like one mode would be normal mode as currently, where they just go in and fight. Another mode would be charge through, uh -huh. where they would go wherever you tell them to go, and they'd go in a direct line no matter yep, what's in their that's, way. That's what they do. And then a third mode where is charge they would and fight. Well, I was going to say the third mode is the auto cycle charge. Is that the first mode was charge and fight? The point is that. We're agreeing on the three types of modes here. Right. Like one mode where you set it, and then they'll automatically attack, leave, attack, you know, charge, leave, charge, leave. And so that's one I, of the automated. I would prefer I if they brought back uh, the dismount option. I mean, that should be th I think that should be a thing, too, in general. Sure, but. yeah. I, one of my big things is uh, for, like, vampires, right? So, like, vampires have the, the two different types of cavalry. you got the, the blood knights with the lances, blood knights with the swords. And then, well, I guess they've got three, because they've got the, the weird ghost boys that become the night hunters. Yeah, and there's also black knights. and Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, well, black knights were what I was talking about with the swords, and that's the that's the kind of cavalry that I would just charge into the dudes, because they're just going to fight like normal advanced infantry when they get there. I think that it would be nice to have, you know, the toggle, like we have the melee, the range toggle, 
where I can cycle charge if I want to, and yeah, that's going to get me more damage because it's a, it's a skill check. Mm. But like, I'm kind of a basic boy and just want to click on the dudes and let them do Yeah, no, it would be nice to have a cycle more charge casual. button. I don't know. Like a lot of cavalry is bouncing is built around unit mass and trying to get that toggled in correctly, and that's its own back end thing that I don't know exactly how you fix. But okay, bring up one more because I know this conversation went a little more negative than I meant to do because it turned out some kind of complaint. But these are things again. I love this game. I want things out of it. So, real quick, sieges. Yes. Okay. I'm Ooh. curious if we're on the same page here. I have very mixed feelings on Sieges. Now, in Total War Warhammer 2, I kind of got into a good groove with Sieges. Oh, I hate Sieges in Warhammer 2. I hate, I like, I will say power, this. Power to you. But I'm saying as a Skaven player, I was great. I love both Sieging and being Siege because Skaven have a great tools for it. But again, I'm very much a ranged army, so I was built for it. So in Total Warhammer 3, I have. Different feelings, especially as a Skaven player. Any Skaven aren't in that game yet, but I'm like, I don't know how they're going to function when it comes to how the minor settlement sieges function, because the whole idea of how you build up and rebuild towers from these points, and for an army that doesn't really isn't that mobile, that's going to be a problem. I feel like that again makes it so that monsters are really the way to go like playing in the campaign it was again bear riders just took me through everything so and then for major sieges it's so easy to win well just so make them focus on one point and then send someone to one of the other points they're not focused on small sieges are really interesting to me because they feel like they're not part of the same game yeah, yeah. so small sieges feel like we're playing like a, we're playing a little skirmish game of like uh, Warhammer Fantasy here, where like the game has changed from me trying to take the settlement to like, oh well, we got to take the major points, and they can't build the towers to like push me out. Which is funny because on tabletop, I actually really generally like an objective-based game, but something about in Total War. But the thing is, is Total War doesn't fit what we do on normal tabletop. I agree. That's what I'm saying. Is that it? it it's not a it's not a one to one comparison, and it feels like they tried to make that, but it's it just didn't click. Yeah. So the general page I'm on for sieges in Total War Warhammer Three versus Two, I recognize there are problems with sieges in Two, but for me, they kind of at least serve their purpose. If I always felt like I was sieging or felt like I was defending a siege, it, it the 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 role play of it was easy for me. But in Three, because it's adding these weird like actual game elements like it doesn't feel like a siege it feels like a board game and that kind of takes me out of it i don't know what the solution to that is but it makes the whole thing feel like i just want to auto resolve anytime i'm defending or attacking a siege i don't really want to do them <laughs> yeah okay so here's my take on sieges and it might be controversial and i'm gonna bundle a couple things in that i want first i'm bringing back pre-battle deployables which is a thing that used to exist in games, previous troll wars. It was things like entrenchment, like traps, like walls, like just little things that you, know, you could pre-build your defenses. So I'm bringing those back both for field battles and siege battles. I am going... You like siege. Yeah, mm -hmm. fields, I would agree with Wretched, probably not in fields, but I, what you're saying makes sense for sieges. Well, for it sure. would be based by race by race. Like, and it, you, like, to get it in previous Total War games, you didn't automatically get it. You had to be in defensive formation or have a skill. An ambush. 
Ambush. I think an yeah. ambush would also make sense for that. Yeah, okay. ambush is you got to roll fireballs down on people. Anyway, so I'm saying that like for a straight up field battle, I wouldn't agree. But if they have a special ability, or they're in a camp state, or yes. they're ambushed, or, or they're ambushed. Yeah, because I would love to see a change to ambush because ambush has that weird portion of like, well, all your guys are now walking down this road, and then they just attack you from every single angle and have fun, and you're like, well, I mean, I lost the roll by two. Like, what do you mean? <laughs> I mean, I, again, I'm very biased on that because Skaven are one of the two races that have natural ambush. I'm okay with ambushes. I think ambushes are better in three than two, but. Well, ambushes are better in three than two from the the bit of like most of the time they have to come from an angle and you can escape. The, The thing is, is I think that what you're talking about of placing traps and stuff like that would be good for Skaven. And that also wouldn't make me feel very cheated by you constantly just doing ambush every turn, which is yes. what you're going to do. Yeah. And I'm not mad at you for doing that because yeah. that's what you have to do. It's to what play Skaven your do. It's just what they do. Yeah. But it's very annoying when it's like, well, there's nothing I can do about it. Like, I literally they just, I get to suffer and that's fun, I guess. Yeah, like, no, Skaven ambush is its own issue. Yeah, that's also why Total Warhammer 3 literally giving you a, if you get your army to this square, you escape the ambushes. I was, I, when I first saw that, I was like, how fucking dare you? But I've come around on it. So. Well, and it's one of those, uh, I like Ulrich's idea a little bit better, where yeah. we could get rid of that, and then it's just a normal fight, but you get traps. Well, that'd be interesting. Yeah, sure. I'd be down for that. Like, that'd be way more, like... Oh, the fight looks normal, and then you've got like fucking trap doors that hit on the back. You set and up then, shit. That's and then ambush the, that we just set up stuff. Yeah, and then yes. the, the monks come screaming out of the the little holes that you flip. Well, that'd out be really whatever. important for because ambush is so such so crippling to certain armies. Like dwarves get fucked by ambushes because yep. they're artillery heavy army, and if you're ambushed, then get su- Yeah, you just get to suffer. Gone. <laughs> you just get to suffer, which is not yeah. fun. Anyway, oh, sorry, anyways. or continue. Nope, yeah. that works. I'm, I'm bringing back deployables for field and siege battles, and I'm also flipping the balance on siege battles in favor of the besieged. Okay. In that I... There's a couple mods I've played with that I like, and one of the mods that I've played with that I really like is towers, are, towers and defenses are set up before the game, and then they're locked. You can't rebuild them after they're destroyed. You can't build them, you know... Oh, it, it's done. These are just pre-built defenses. Well, real quick, to just pause what you're saying, it like I initially was reticent about what you just said because right now I feel like major siege battles way in favor of the attacker, minor siege battles way in favor of the defender, or how I currently feel it. But but I do I do like the idea of the towers are already built, and then if you break them, they're gone. Yeah, that's what it was in two, because, and that's what I want to keep. Because that makes sense. Yeah. You have the settlement. You would have built the defenses. And That's you're not just bu- and you're not building towers in the middle of a right. siege. Right. Like we're That's- not gonna hold up. Hold up, Kairos. I gotta build this tower yeah. over here. Again, that's one of those elements that feels gamey and not like yeah. siege. Well, it's like- yeah. It, it's the uh, what Oric is describing is more of like this is more organic versus we're now moving over into playing a tabletop. Exactly. Continue, Oric. Sorry. Yeah. So, no, I'm adding in, I'm bringing back boiling oil on gates. Okay. Sure. I want taking major capitals to be a challenge. I mean, again, I want. To be perfectly honest, that doesn't affect me, but so I'm trying to look at it from like, all right, how does it affect other people? Oh, so, no, under hives. What a shame. <laughs> well, also, 
the funny thing about Skaven is that when we siege something, we don't have to enter the walls at all. Yeah, no, so. you're you're in. Yeah, but anyway, besides the point, continue. Yeah, no you're a hacker man. And then I'm gonna keep the supply system, but I'm gonna let the supply system use. You can build up traps. You can you can really defend and create strong defense points. And I'm gonna upgrade the toughness of walls because walls are great, like the barricades, but they have all the resistance of paper mache. So there's no point in really holding them. Okay. Okay. Basically, I'm going to take a page out of historical sieges, and it's going to be a street-by-street street grind to the end. I do like what you're talking about. It honestly sounds like you're saying kind of, not all the way, but it sounds like you're wanting to take aspects of the Demon Realm final battles and bring them into standard siege stuff. Yes and no. Like my big callback is I'm going back to some everyone's favorite siege battle, which is Medieval 2, in which if the unit routed, it went back to the city center, but it didn't run off the map. Oh. So you literally had to kill the entire garrison to take the city. I do like that, like fighting to the last man it to should save be the that city. Way. Yeah. I, I wholeheartedly agree with that. I think that is a that's a good I agree with that change. Yeah, that's yeah. a good So basically the idea is, all right, you got over the first wall, but guess what? They've got traps, they've got barricades, and they're going to keep falling back to these prepared divisions because the maps are so great right now with all these overhangs and the walls and great. whatnot, yeah. but you don't use half of them because when your units run, they run off the map. So there's no falling back to reposition. It's yeah. really like either hold them here or don't hold them at all. But so if you hard. can build pre-prepared defenses, it really is a falling back. And if you're attacking, you're like, okay, I'm going to go take Altdorf. This is going to be a fight. But that's what I mean when I say you're, you're taking an aspect of those big demon battles. Because those big demon battles in, in the campaign are you take three points, one followed by the other. And it's take a point, then fortify your position before taking the next point. And so it would be kind of like that where you'd have like a, a settlement, let's say a major settlement, has almost like an attack on Titan thing where it's got like three walls. You gotta break and walls. you gotta break a wall, then establish your essentially your base camp while you set up your attack to the next wall, and you have to get through three points, and that's what lets you take the, the settlement. Or well, see, and that becomes fun for both the I feel like that becomes fun for both the attacker and the defender, because what we could do is if we do something like that, we could make it a little bit more easy to get through the walls but we can give more to the garrison yeah and i want like then garrison has a purpose and maybe we can use the reinforcement thing like all right i'm going to set aside half my army but the catch is you have to take the wall with whatever army you deploy with and then you can bring in reinforcements so if you get blocked at the wall that's it you lost the siege but you also have to have to go like okay how much how many units do i think i need to take the wall and then what can I put in reserve to bring in after I've captured the wall? The only problem that I see with this, and this is something that I don't think that would be like a huge problem, time. True. The one downside... Okay, I actually really like the, the demon final battles with the one problem that they tend to take 45 minutes. Right. And I don't want every... Now... What Ulrich's saying is that like a major, th I think capitals should be like this. Definitely. Capitals would be really long and then major cities. But I would also like differentiate the cities, make it feel different. Like if I'm taking a small minor settlement, that's one thing. If I'm taking a regional capital, that's another thing. If I'm taking a named capital like Altdorf, like Gnome, like Middenheim, like Kislev, 
Well, I was about to say, if I'm if I'm a goal for time, right? I think a major capital can be fine taking up to like 50 minutes because it's a major capital battle. Right. A major settlement that isn't a capital, I don't want it to take longer than half an hour. And, a and the real simple solution is just cut the size of the map. Yeah. And a minor settlement battle, what, 20 minutes? Yeah. Because so. it's one of those things that like, I wholeheartedly would love to see all of this stuff, but at the same time, you know, a lot of us have to go to work every day. <laughs> yeah, we yeah. don't have we don't have the time to to spend six hours, you know, constantly sieging one point. If that yeah, that, that is the factor. But I just I feel like right now the problem with sieges are is they're trying to balance it so it's equally difficult for attackers and defenders. It's like that's not how it goes. The person with the walls has the advantage. Which is funny because I feel like it's almost reversed right now. I feel like the per I feel like in a minor settlement battle, the attacker should probably have the advantage, and in a major settlement battle and a capital battle, the defender should definitely have the advantage. I think the easy fix for minor settlements is stop trying to make the maps lay out like some balance and make it just look like okay, this is a place where people live. These are the normal streets that would happen. This is you know the things. So that that's how that works. Instead of just trying to have yeah. Here's 12 points of entry. It's just like, no, this is how a little minor village in, you know, I'm, I'm curious how that's going to look when we do get Mortal Empires. Because right now, a lot of the settlements and the stuff that we're dealing with are like, well, we have demons, we've got ogres, we've got Kislov, and Kislov's like our only reference point for what, like, a normal humans, normal people. Well, that and Cathay, but yeah, same. same well, thing. and but the thing with Cathay though is a lot of Cathay stuff is still like wall, like the wall, 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 wall. Yeah, you're right. Well, I'm, I'm, that's why I brought up earlier that like as an attacker right now, because I I just I've done two campaigns and I've completed the campaign twice in Total Warhammer Three, both as Kislev, and in both cases. I just auto-resolve minor siege. Like, if I'm sieging a minor settlement, even with an overwhelming force, I just didn't bother doing it. Because yeah, no, minor settlements it. aren't fun right now, but imagine if you had to worry about traps on some of those side streets. I think that minor, minor settlements... Traps, I'm not sure. I'm, like, 100% on. If you have, if you have a flying unit, you can well, spot right. the traps. For me, though, I, not to reiterate, but for me, the problem was actually that because I felt like minor settlement battles are too skewed against me, even that because like I had a number of times where like I had an a force that I should have won a lot more overwhelming than I did, but because the computer can just keep building towers super quickly. Yeah, no, I'm taking the tower like, thing top. Yeah, down. yeah, like yeah. The towers yeah. up for defense, and I feel like the biggest problem I have right now with minor settlement maps is there's too many damn angles of attack for it to be fun. Well, so I I also agree with that too from like an AI perspective, right? So like. I played a lot of Kairos. Uh, I played some Cathay. Thank God they decided to nerf how often the computer decides to attack you, because everyone should not be attacking me on turn 9. Yeah, they, stop. they just recently patched this. For everyone listening, uh, Cathay specifically had a problem with AI focusing entirely on you, so you oh my God. about five different factions in the first ten turns. It's the worst. But, like, the... The towers hitting a lot of flying units, uh, the way the streets are when you're making horrors or anything, and this is this is a lot of Kairos perspective, right? Where they, they can't hit on certain angles, 
because the way that the streets are designed is just, I don't know, it's really frustrating. And it's not... Yeah. To, to conclude, I like probably 90% of your ideas, Ulrich. I think, I think they're good stuff. So, yeah, yeah. And I'm not saying that I have all the answers, but I feel like sieges are almost perfect and just a little bit more tweaking. Like you could really make defensive buildings fun and useful. Yeah, it almost feels like Total Warhammer isn't really interested in the idea of defensive buildings at all, though. I think I get why. They're really focused on the idea of like army interaction. But again, when you're especially when you're defending in a siege, you would build shit. <laughs> Yeah, so, it doesn't yeah. make sense to me that you don't have towers already built. What are you doing? Like, and I don't know. I just like the idea of I'm looking at like, okay, I only have so many slots. I can either make this a tank city or I can make this an economic, you know, powerhouse. But if I make it a tank city, then I'm going to slow down anyone coming through here. Yeah. Anyway, naturally makes sense. We've been talking already longer than I thought we were going to. Does anyone have any final not siege, not AI related things they want to add in? Lizards. Oh, okay, lizards, yes. Anything specific for the lizards, though? Uh, more crocs. Thunder lizards. Thunder lizards. Thunder lizards. Give me my... Give me more solar engines. No, they'll, they'll rub salt in the wound by just adding blood bowl lizards. Yeah, no, that, actually they're going to with... They're going to be wearing the full uniform. The and like, uniform. No, no, this is what you guys wanted, huh? Yep. <laughs> anyway, Ulrich, do you have any, any final things to add in? I'm not bitter. This is fine. <laughs> yeah, that's that's pretty much my big things. I namely was want defend. I want so much of this stuff existed in previous Warhammer games. I just want them back again. Well, again, I wholeheartedly agree with a lot of the stuff you were saying. Here's, I, I have one final thing to add. I want because I play a primarily ranged army. There's a real issue right now. Oh fuck yeah, bud. <laughs> For anyone who doesn't know, Ulrich just shared a picture of a Thunder Lizard. Oh my god, he's I love him so much. Look at him. Oh, that's the best boy. Anyway. I want that. As I play a ranged unit, there are two kinds of ranged units in the game. There are arced ranged units, and there are not arced ranged mm. units. The arced ones are ones who use bows and arrows, and the non-arced ones are the ones who use guns. Now, most of the time, this isn't a problem. Usually the non-arced ones tend to be more powerful because they're guns, but... Two problems with them. They have line of sight, which when you're dealing with your own army, makes perfect sense. You don't shoot through your guys to get the other ones. Mm -hmm. That should stay. But it also means that if there are little hills or little changes in elevation, you suddenly, your unit can't see someone. Yep. Now, I'm fine with that as being a mechanic. I'm not fine with not being able to tell when that's the fucking case. I agree. Yeah, that one's been bugging him for a while. Yeah, so there should be some sort of indication that if I'm standing here, here is where I can see. <laughs> My boy, this is why we built pinks instead of blue horns, because for some reason one of them have arc shots and the other one doesn't. Yeah, and my best units in Skaven are not arc shots, so it's extremely important to me that I have elevated ground, because if there's just a slight hill in front of them, oh, they ain't yeah. going to shoot. Period. I mean, that was a thing that still happened in 2, too. Uh, it's something they've been struggling with for a while. Yeah, yeah, but I feel like the obvious thing would be that when you're click, when you're on your unit, it shows you their effective range, but it doesn't take elevation into account at all. Just have it taken into account there so that it shows you here is not their theoretical range, their actual shooting range. Or they could just add an elevated or not. 
Yeah, there's there's a point is that there are options to deal with this, but as a ranged army unit user, this is the thing I probably want most that isn't currently because in the game for at all. detection, one of the big problems that they have right there is that they're going they have to read from where yours shoots. It has to then calculate where it goes. So for a detection point, you'd have to go and look at like an arc past the shooting. What they could do is they could circumvent that by just saying to not put an animation in, which would take way too long mm -hmm. but it is still already making that calculation they just they could just put elevated versus not when you hover over the unit that you're trying to attack now imagine and that's, that's unlock... very easy to implement yeah but... no i was gonna say just imagine you can unlock a skill that would allow you to build pre-battle barricades which you could mount your you know ranged units on oh my god having my rattling guns be on pre-battle barricades so i don't ever have to worry about them that would be Busted as fuck for scale. Not necessarily, because if you give dwarves entrenchment and they get a miss, they get a missile block defense chance. It's suddenly World War One. Oh, it would definitely Ooh. Skaven v dwarves would literally be World War One because it would be artillery strikes trying to get into their entrenched things while my machine gun rats are on barricades shooting people trying to cross no man's land. I love the idea. <laughs> I mean, I love the idea of a bunch of gators <laughs> running across this field at these rats in the trenches. Uh, you love the idea of uh, gators literally jumping into the trenches and blood just fountaining out. So. But then they, land, they walk on some uh, warpstone landmines that you put out before because deployables. The long boy. Look at him. I didn't know that the lizards had a brachiosaurus. Yeah, they got a long boy. I, I think that's a conversion because the Thunder Lizard technically never had a model, but... Okay, that's still pretty good luck. I love everything that's happening here. Anyway, that was my last thing. <laughs> yeah, my, my big thing, a couple UI changes, please. A lot of the stuff that you were talking about, I do 100% agree with. Roads would be cool. Small little attacks on roads would be kind of neat. I'd love to see, like, supply line breaks. Also, Ooh, supply lines. That's a fun mechanic I want. Also, fun fact, this is definitely a heavy bolter because we're at, like, 48 minutes. So. Oh, well, we... I'm fine with that. I'm just saying letting you guys know. So. Yeah, well, you bullied me into this, so... Good. <laughs> this is what you wanted. Okay? Yes, it's exactly what I want. I'm trying to give you what you want. I'm, we're giving the people what they want. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of which, we should... You guys got to put a Discord link in your guys' description or something. We something. have a Discord link in the description. Yeah. Oh. But, but the Discord... I looked through, like, Spotify and a couple other things the other day, because occasionally I listen, like, at work, and I didn't find that, like, anywhere. Like, it's, like, it's like really kind of a problem to try to find the Discord link. Oh, Auric, that's... Okay. I'm putting it in the description. I don't know how to make it any more obvious. I think the, the only way to do that is maybe, like... On the outro, throw that in there. Be like, hey, we got a Discord. Do it. Well, I mean... I'm looking at like one of the links, and it's the top link no, after the, the episode description. The link. Just be like, hey, it's there. Well, hey, listeners, we have a Discord channel. <laughs> you can cut all that out, but don't. Okay. <laughs> anyway. Then I can't read, okay? Fair enough. Well, anyway... Wretched, thank you for chatting with us about Total Warhammer 3, a game that I've literally played multiplayer with you multiple times. There's a Discord. Also, we have Get a Discord. It. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody should talk to these guys. They're fun. <laughs> Do it. Get no. in Discord. We have 
like a pretty populated Discord, but I think everyone's afraid to say anything. Because like I see people join the Discord and they never say anything. You Stop guys can lurking. Me directly in that Discord. Well, you you're can... one of our more vocal people. You and like Seth and uh, and Dub G, my boy. Dub G, yeah, and uh, Metal Jesse. That's uh, that's Warhammer geek, but I call him Dub G. Oh yeah, he's Dub G. Definitely. Yeah, he's Dub G. I don't know why he hasn't changed his name. Honestly, you guys should change it for him. It'd be funny. Anyway, Ulrich, feel free to take us into our outro. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, sorry, I got distracted looking at how the Discord link is presented on various platforms. Anyways. That's right. Get them in here. Bring in the boys. <laughs> sorry. Thank you for listening. Make sure you are subscribed on your favorite podcasting hosting site so you never miss an episode of this incredible content that we produce. If you do, I'll show you. And, uh, yeah, share this with a friend because much like our Discord, our podcast can't grow without you. And then Wretched won't judge you. And he especially won't judge you because you're listening to this on SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, Podcast, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or the Fireside Alliance. And if it's some other website than that, well, color me confused and tell us about it so we can look into who is stealing from us. But if you would like us to be on some other platform, tell us about that and we'll look into it. And if you're stealing from them, stop it. Don't. As always, this has been Lord Commander Ulrich. And his shield brother, Axel Ray. Be sure to tune in next time, and remember, Warp Stone, not even once. Not even once. <laughs> <laughs>